Hello, and welcome to another episode of Rewriting Your Have a Live After. I'm your host, Adrian Denise, and I know what you are thinking. Like, where has she been? Uh, I know. It's been about a year since I've posted a podcast, and uh, we're going to get into all of that in just a second. Um, so yeah, let's run through all the all of the things, right? Uh, so we don't have to do a Grace Cup disclaimer this time because my lovely guest is not a member of Grace Covenant Church, at least not yet. We've still got six wards of DC to plant churches in, and you might wind up you never know joining us. Never know. Um, so uh, if you'd like, you can find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Uh, searching re- hashtag rewriting happily ever after um, or as many of you already are doing we are on soundcloud hashtag rewriting happily ever after um, thanks for all the support there we are almost up to a thousand uh, listens and uh, subscribers from all over the world so I appreciate you especially in this long 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 gap um, of time away you are still liking and listening and um i'd like to say i don't know why but it's fun fun content i guess like who doesn't want to worry about like relationships and hear about spot spreadsheets and dating and that was a fun episode um and of course if you've got questions you can always email uh rewriting happily ever after at gmail.com man it's been a long time since i've had to say that one (laughs) and of course you can find us on instagram at rewriting underscore happily ever after 2018 that's a lot that is a lot oh wow okay and that's see it's too soon for the jokes (laughs) uh i i I was gonna make a I was gonna make a stroke joke, but they don't know oh, about that yet. No, so yeah, no, no, no. it's too too, okay. too soon for that. No, not okay. Our not lovely guest is none other than Mrs. Keener. Uh Yolanda Keener, I it has been well, I've been her colleague. Uh she was here before me uh since twenty fourteen in December when I got here. And you were actually one of the first to come over and introduce yourself. Um wow. yeah. And uh, it was funny because, like, you became, like, my mentor without being assigned my mentor, (laughs) which worked out because nobody told me that Fridays were casual and I came all professional-like and folks were in jeans and everything else. So (laughs) I consider that my role for someone who's been here for so long. I consider that, that, you know, I have to bring all the new folk along, whether I'm their official mentor or not. So it comes with comes with age. <laughs> Welcome, Mrs. Keener. See, we're, we're super official. Yes. I think the last time I tried that, it wound up being a toilet. So uh, we're, we're stepping up, stepping up stepping our game. Up a little bit. <laughs> Love it. Works for me. Anything you want to share with people before we get started? Oh, gosh. You know, well, it's just that, um, gosh, this is my first podcast. And mm. I'm like, okay, I'm not even not sure what it is. <laughs> Yes, it is, to be quite honest. Um, but no, this is, um, I'm a little nervous. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I have, Adri is someone that I've, I've not necessarily took under my wings, but you're certainly someone that um, I connected with in, 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 a, in ways that, you know, you just never know how relationships are going to 
to work, you meet someone to mm -hmm. tell them about, you know, Fridays, Friday, Friday dress or <laughs> introduce yourself, but you're never sure, you know, how that's going to play out mm -hmm. in the months and the weeks and the years ahead. But it's been, it's been quite, um, I've learned a lot from you mm -hmm. and, uh, and, and definitely, um, recognize the importance of our relationship. And so that's been, yeah. So I paid her to say that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh exactly. man. I know it'll be eight years in December. Right. Well, the end of my eighth year. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The end of my eighth year. And so, yeah, who knew? It's kind of crazy. Yeah, it is. It's been kind of, kind of been through a lot. Yeah. In, in that time. Ooh, boy, have we. Yeah. I guess we'll just jump right in with jump all right of this, in. man. Jump right in. That's the perfect segue to where's Adri been? Uh, so for those listening that will come across this podcast that I do not know, uh, I had a stroke in May, March. Ooh, March. March. Um, so... For those in the medical field, uh, I didn't realize there were different kinds of strokes. Uh, different strokes for different folks. There you go. There's your joke. There's, there's, there's your segue. There you go. There is in. my segue. I get, <laughs> I get one. Yeah. I at least get one in. Um, so I didn't realize. I thought, you know, it's just all the same kind of stroke, um, which would makes sense once I start explaining stuff here. Um, I suffered transient ischemic attacks and so it was multiple attacks so that's why i'm able to say i had multiple strokes i didn't realize it until the lady uh confirmed at the second hospital so i i <laughs> we'll get into all of that but i went to the er at fair oaks hospital and they were like you have had a stroke and we need to get you to fairfax hospital um, and the reason they recognized it was how what you were doing were you doing your a COVID test? I was do. I <laughs> wasn't that so here. Wrong? Yes. Okay. No. 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 So um, the day in question, I I actually so I didn't realize it, but I actually started having the attacks on Monday, um, which which is really funny because I sat with you on Tuesday and we're gonna get into mm -hmm, that, mm -hmm. and you, you nailed it and called it, and I was like, oh. I I didn't even process. I think I was processing as you said it. Mm -hmm. um, but I just thought it was my blood sugars out of wax and, mm -hmm. you know, the diabetes. And so, like, I had been adjusting things, but I just thought it was whatever. So, <laughs> true Adri fashion. Um, when the first attack happened, my vision got blurry, but I was driving. And so, I thought it was my blood sugar. So, I had pulled it because we were off that Monday. It was Go figure. Like, it just looked like I wanted an extended spring break. Uh, the first attack happened Monday, the last day of spring break. And um, so I thought it was my blood sugar. I pulled over, stopped at Sonic, got me something to eat. Um, at first, I couldn't see the menu because, like, again, my it got spotty blurry. And so um, my vision cleared out. I was able to order, mm -hmm. got food. Everything was fine. Drove across the bridge because I like to go to the one in King George. And, uh, you know, I was good to go shopping, doing my thing along the way. And then, um, you know, drove home. And then I remember UConn was playing Mississippi State. So, like, I was dead set on going 
to to watch the women's basketball game. No, was it Mississippi State? It was somebody that was an underdog. Um, and so, like, I was sitting um, at Ned's and got my my wings and was mm-hmm. eating, and I couldn't write even then, mm-hmm. but I didn't realize it because I thought it was like me trying to write with dirty fingers and like holding the pen awkwardly. Right. Um, and then I look back, I still have that receipt. I look back on it now, I'm like, ooh, I didn't even realize it. So Tuesday morning got up and came in and something wasn't like the math wasn't mathing. Like life was lifing, but the math wasn't <laughs> adding, right? Mm-hmm. And so um, I was like in a fog. And I remember poor Emily had left her laptop and needed a loaner. And it took me almost 20, 25 minutes to get her a loaner set up. Mm-hmm. And all I needed to do was log in with her name. Like, and I just like, my fingers were typing keys, but it was not the right stuff. And it would take me seconds to figure out like, oh no, so where's the backspace? Okay, back, back, back. And so she's like, no, I can come back. And I was like, no, I'm, I'm good. I can do this. I could not do it. Um, but by lunchtime, I saw you and I, I was just standing there in the cafeteria looking defeated. And so I was like, well, what else can I do? I'm going to get a slice of cake. It was Tuesday. So they had dessert. And by the time you saw me, I was definitely defeated because I was trying to eat the cake and I couldn't, I couldn't remember how to hold Mm -hmm. a fork. Um, and I dropped my cake. And so by the time I wound up dropping the cake, I was like, ooh, all right. So I'm going to just put this away. And uh, I need to go talk to Mike. Well, and I knew I needed to talk to Mike and see if I could go home early. Um, I just hadn't done it yet. And he was in and out. And so mm-hmm. I was in, and I was trying to process how to tell him that I couldn't process things. And so that was when you saw me and you were like, hey, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, no. It was just like the tear fest started. So we walked to your office and we were just chit-chatting and you're trying to get at it. And I was like, I just, because, you know, I was dealing with the back issues mm-hmm. and then I finally got that resolved over spring break. I was supposed to have the surgery and didn't have the surgery, but I was feeling better. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I could not figure out what was happening. Right. And I was just feeling so defeated. And so it was like, no, 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 like mm-hmm. something's up. And you were like, and I processed what you said, but at the same time, I was like, I guess that's a possibility, but I'm not drooping. Mm-hmm. And so I mm-hmm. didn't fully process it. So like, what do you remember about that day? I just remember this. I remember I was in the outside, the in, in the gallery, that hallway leading from, um, from uh, Susanna's office at, you know, the gallery mm-hmm. where they, you know, photo up the pictures and then on. And I was talking to someone and out of the corner of my eye, I saw you walk past. And you walked past not only me, you were walking past, you know, there were people coming and going from, to, to lunch. But I remember watching you and your arm, you, your arm was funny. And I forget now which side it was, but it it was just, you were walking kind of, your hand, your arm was funny. And I was like, what's, I remember talking to this person like I'm talking to you now. I'm like, what's what's going on with her? (laughs) 
Uh, and so then I stopped talking to whoever it was. I can't mm-hmm. remember. And I actually followed you to the dining room. No, I didn't. Well, not necessarily. Follow. I went to the dining room mm-hmm. and I watched you pick up the cake. Mm. And I thought, and there were people around. And there were people around you. And I thought, maybe it's just me because no one else is kind of like looking at you or mm-hmm. trying not to look at you. Maybe, maybe they, you know, anyway. And then I, when you got up, I said, you know, are you okay? Yeah. And, and again, for me, I think at that moment when the tears started flowing, I thought, oh, uh, this is not good. Something's going on here. And we went, I said, we got to go back to my office. And, and <laughs> that's when, okay, so, so it was this moment where, I was trying because you're a very private person, and I yeah. and I don't I don't you know as much as I sometimes feel like I intrude as my in my role as dean of stu- dean twelfth uh, grade dean, I you know ask questions and trying to get at it. And I was trying, and you were t- this is this this was a tough part for me, is that when I kept asking you questions and and you kept giving me the reasons why you were your hand your arm I, I i may have mentioned that your arm looked funny or your hand looked funny to me i may have even mentioned and then you were telling we were counting the story when emily while in your office and i thought mm. and then i looked and then i began to really kind of stop even not asking the questions but really listening to you and you were processing thing i mean it was it was a get it was you were no, you were hesitating. You would say, "Oh, um, the the door is open," and there was this gap between. So I said, "You know, just." And so we talked some more. You said, "Oh, you know, I'm fine. It's because of my back." You know, you were giving all these reasons, and I was I was beginning to say, "Okay, she knows her body." And no one else, people saw her. And why didn't someone say something? Maybe I'm off, you know, maybe I'm being too intrusive and I don't want to be intrusive. Mm -hmm. And so I finally just said, after questioning you and saying, you know, talk to me about, you know, whatever. We were going back and forth. I finally just said, you know what? I'm just, you know, what about in my head? I'm thinking, I have nothing to lose right now. I, have you ever thought about that? You could you could have a stroke. It's, it sounds like a stroke. I said it sounds like a stroke to me, mm-hmm. but I'm not a doctor. And this is probably getting a little ahead of myself with the, in recounting that that moment that day. But after that, I you will have to know, and I haven't said this to you. I I really kicked myself. Because I let you walk out of my office, down to the library, because you assured me that it was that you're okay. Mm-hmm. Down to the library to meet with Mike, and I let you get in your car. That is, I I couldn't even I couldn't even how I know better. I knew that I, I that was the heart. All of a sudden, it became about me. I was thinking, are you kidding me? You let her walk out of your office? What do you do? You pick up the phone and you call the nurse. Despite the fact that you were resisting, and I knew that you would, that was what should have happened. But I was trust. 
acting. I don't know. I wasn't thinking. I had gotten to the point where I, I think I, I identified it best on, to the best of my ability that something wasn't right. But what wasn't also right was the fact that I let that, that, but I wasn't the only one, but I was the one who, <laughs> to, who, you know, who, who called it kind of. Yeah. And I let you, and I let you drive home. Oh my gosh. There's Anything so could have many, happened. Yeah. There's so many things. And then you told me, then, then I thought, oh, she drives the bus. What? Oh my gosh. And all of those things were going to, through my mind. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my gosh, I, I could have at least put her in a car. I mean, all the, so it became emotional on so many levels. I was worried. I was, I was, I felt guilty. I was feeling, I I was feeling like I intruded on your privacy. Um, You probably thought the worst of me that I didn't trust you, uh, you know, and so all those things were going through my mind. I honestly, I didn't even think anything of it in that moment. Like I, but here's how. How badly I'm processing, but wasn't processing. Like, I remember sitting up and I was like, a stroke. Huh. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. And then we, like, carried on the conversation. Like, in my head, like, I, it wasn't a possibility to me. And then even that Tuesday, um, since I took the rest of the week off, it wasn't a possibility to me. Um, no, that was a Tuesday. Um, cause I went home. Went home that's right. I, I got something to eat. I went home and I, um, I went to bed. Like I made sure my buddy could cover singles Bible study that night. Cause she was supposed to lead anyway. And then I confirmed it. I remember I texted her. I was like, all right, you're good. I'm, I'm, I'm going to bed. She was like, bro, but it's like five 30. And I was like, bro, I don't care. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went to bed. Like, so I didn't even have time to process, oh, it could be a stroke. So now we're talking like two nights of sleep right, right. without medical attention after having a stroke. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. Uh, God was definitely looking out. So Wednesday I woke up and I was like, okay, you know, I'm taking the rest of the week off. I didn't have back surgery. Mm-hmm. Let me go ahead and get this COVID booster. Oh, so that's when it was, that's I went when, to um so I went to fix me some lunch before I went and got the that's booster right. shot. And I needed to rinse out the pan before I started cooking. And I remember again processing. I was trying to wash the pan, but it didn't feel right. So mm-hmm. then I was like, mm-hmm. and I tried to cook and I it just, I was making a mess. I was, it was because not you, cooking. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what that was, but. What washing either. That's it, it, it was. Uh, but, you know, I don't do dishes too much anyway. <laughs> that's, that's my dishwasher's for. Um, you know, all that yeah. repository of dishwashing when I was a kid. So <laughs> I was, <laughs> I just, I couldn't. So I, again, like that should have been my, you know what? Let's just go to the hospital and get this taken care of. No. I wound up driving again to Walgreens and um, I remember getting this checklist and I'm like, all right, uh, and so now I'm making X's and check marks like I'm a two-year-old that does not have motor skills. 
and I couldn't write my name and it was terrible. I said, oh, maybe Mrs. Keenan was right. <laughs> to me, I might need to go to the hospital. Mind you, I didn't go right away. No, you didn't. So, get done with my booster shot. I go home. I pack a bag. I take a shower. I'm like, ah, if it's stroke or even if it's my blood sugar, they're probably going to keep me overnight. Right. Let's pack a bag, take all the things. Right. And I, you know, get back to life, right? So, I'm giving myself my medicine and for all the things. And so, I finally drive myself to the ER and it's like 6, 6.30. And so... By the guy, poor guy, uh, the guy that checked me in, he was like, all right, so these are our waivers. Can you sign these, please? And I was like, yeah. and I stood there and it was just the flood of tears because I think the reality of it hit me at that moment. And I was like, I can't sign it. I can't sign it. And he looked at me and he was like, I can't write. I was like, I, I can't sign the form. And... I think that was the scariest part of it because mm -hmm. I didn't know what would happen after that. Right. And so even still, like when I was telling them, I still didn't realize the tax had started happening on Monday. Mm -hmm. So at that point, I was thinking it was like Tuesday because Monday, like I said, I went to bed. I felt fine. I just thought I woke up Tuesday morning and something was happening because right. I like woke up and I was like. I couldn't process. I was like moving slow. I right. couldn't pick out clothes. I was <laughs> running into walls, <laughs> which I can laugh about now. But in the moment, it was painful and it was frustrating. Right. I remember by the time I got to the car, like I was frustrated and I prayed. I was like, Lord, what is happening? Like, why right. can't, like, why am I running into walls on the right side? Like, my depth perception was oh, off. Right. And so, like when people talk about strokes, they always talk about this the drooping. drooping of the yep. face. And, yep. and yep. my face was fine. Like even today, like they're like, all right, put your face and Absolutely. open your hands and raise your hand. Like Absolutely. all of that, I was still functional on, even by the, by the time they got to testing me on Thursday, like mm -hmm. they were doing all of that and it was fine. Like mm -hmm. there was like a slight difference, but not, but not really. Pronounced. It wasn't pronounced. Mm -hmm. And so it was, it was a rough go. <laughs> it was a really rough go. Yeah. Because, you know, I was after, after, after I sent you on your way to talk to, to, to uh, Mike, I went down to our friend's uh, uh, office of Miss Demeray. <clears throat> And I said, you know, have you seen Adrienne? And she said, no. I said, oh, maybe she had. I can remember. All I remember saying to her is that I think she's had a stroke. And she says, I saw her today, but her face wasn't droopy. I was like, there is so, you know, and, and plus I think it's like with heart attacks sometimes. Women present different than mm -hmm. and with, with strokes. I think people just think it's supposed to be one way or this way. Yeah. And, so, and so I said, that doesn't mean anything. I said, your face doesn't have to droop on one side. I said, I think she's had a stroke. Yeah. And she said, no. I was like, okay. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, we of course find, we find out I did. Yeah. So, yeah, they, they showed me that MRI, and my brain was lit up like a mm -hmm. 4th of July sky. Mm -hmm. And the funny thing, <laughs> another stroke joke. The funny thing is. She tries to get a moment she can. 
I like they showed me like the layers of my brain and they were like, right. so they were showing like, she's like, do you see all the white space there? She's like, that's where you've had the stroke. Right. And you won't be like, you'll get function back, you know, hopefully. Because mm-hmm. even then, like because of the layers of it, like they just didn't know right. the depths of it. And they were like, you won't get, you won't recover that brain space like you like your brain is operational obviously like you're sitting here you're doing things right. but you won't be able to get that brain matter back and i was like well i'm already empty-headed so like <laughs> yeah how 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 is that how is that gonna look right right yeah like yeah, i, I already present like a brainless yeah, tip sometimes yeah. so <laughs> you know now you just have an excuse there for you it. go like you know i don't know so i it, yeah <laughs> it it worked out in the end to be great. And you and Mike and Janice were so instrumental um, in my recovery and checking on me. And, you know, that second hospital stay was really arguably like probably the toughest time for me because I was on the mend and I was doing all the things and again, you know, in, in the moment of the stroke, I didn't listen to counsel, right? But, you know, when you know your body yeah. and you know your yeah. thing. And so, like, because of the dietary changes I was making and yeah. because of everything. And I you didn't want to take. Meds. And I, that's, I was taking the meds because yeah. I was told I needed to. Right. Right. Like, the aspirin and the statin i get because i just had the stroke and so we needed to get the blood pressure down and and the cholesterol under control Mm -hmm. that i get but like the two diabetes medicines like my numbers weren't necessary for them gotcha and i was still taking them because they told me i had to yeah you know even when i went for the follow-up even though my numbers were good they said i still had to so i was still taking them and I think that's the frustrating part because I knew that that's what was making me sick the second time around. Yeah. But doctors told me I had you to. Need to do it. And so instead of listening to me and what I was telling them and what my body was telling me, I did what they said. Right. Right. Because, right. you know, I They're just had a stroke yeah. and yeah. I can't possibly be really knowing what I'm, right. what I'm doing. Because you got your brain, part of that brain too. Yeah, the brain's <laughs> flighty. It's gone. So, and so then to know, and it was Easter, it was Easter Sunday. Yeah, and at first, like I was struggling just to get off the couch. And I remember watching the first service and, um, Pastor Miata was leading Alive in You. It's one of Grace's songs and it's great. And I was, I guess I was feeling in the moment, like I'm doing this. Like I Mm -hmm. am alive because of like God sparing me. Mm -hmm. I mean, three days, no medical care after having a stroke, like by all medical standards, like I should not have the function that I have. Right. And so I was like, and I was feeling good. And I'd been sick for the last three days because I was taking the medicine. And so I was like, you know what? I'm taking this medicine. I remember I was, I talked to the medicine. I was like, I'm going to take you and you're going to stay down. I'm not going to throw you up. Like we are going to be good. We are going to go to church. We are going to be fine. 
And I like took it and like the first five minutes, I was like, okay, all right, we're doing this. And then I got up and got ready and I was, all right, we're still good. Mm-hmm. And I got to church and I was like, mm, I'm a little tired. And so, because I was taking blood pressure medicine at that That's point right. too. And so I was like, all right, we're going to. Let me sit here because I couldn't park on my normal side because church parking was packed on where I typically park. So I got parked in the overflow, which was a long walk. And I was like, you know what? There's a third service today. I'm just going to sit here and wait this out. And I can move closer to the building. And I'm sitting there and I started waiting it out. And I was like, I don't feel so good. Mm -mm, mm -mm. I leaned the seat back. I was like, oh, yep, nope, we're going to get sick. I was like, man, you medicine. Almost made it. Almost made it. And so, inevitably, uh, actually, I was gracious enough to get sick because I started feeling better. I was like, ooh, I'm going to go get some water and get something, bring my blood sugar up a little bit. And I was craving jelly beans. Oh, God. And so. Try to see stuff. It was Easter. (laughs) And so I went and got some water and I got a pack of jelly beans. And here's how I knew, like, my, I mean, obviously it's shifted back a little bit. I could only eat, like, two to three jelly beans because I had been eating that modified diet for so long. I was like, I couldn't take it. It was, like, way too sweet tasting. But I wound up going into service for the third service and um, saw some friends on the way out. And they were like, you don't look so good. I was like, I'm not feeling well. I'm tired. I just want to sit here for a second. You. You want to go eat with us? No, I, I told you I just want to sit here for a second. Do you want us to drive? No, 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 no. I just want to sit here for a minute. <laughs> just want to rest my eyes, just relax. Yeah, I'm gonna be good. And so then I, you know, I I drove myself. I rested for a few, and then drove myself to urgent care because I knew I'd been sick. So right. I I assumed I was dehydrated. Figured my blood sugar was low right? Um, because I'd been taking those medicines. And I thought, all right, I'll just sing me with an IV, come back, I'll be good to go. Right. I get there, and the lady was like, uh, we can't find your blood pressure. Oh, that's right. I remember that. And I was like, yeah. She was like, so we're going to need to call the ambulance, the EMT, to transport you to the ER across the street. I said, listen, no, 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 no. I just got a lecture about how I drove myself to the hospital the last time and didn't call anybody and let them know. I need you to either let me call my friends to drive me or let me get, I I don't know what we're, I said, I can't do an ambulance ride again. Oh, my gosh. And so she was like, um... We don't recommend that you drive yourself. So I was like, oh, man. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to be in so much trouble. My friends are going to eat me alive. Um, and so they they called the, the ambulance. And the EMT gets there, and he finds my blood pressure. No problem. It was low, but, I mean, he didn't have a problem finding it. She was like, what did you do? I was like, man. Oh, here we go. Here we go again. So they transported me to the ER. Uh, they're like, you are severely dehydrated. You are in acute kidney failure right now. 
And uh, so we're going to work on getting hydrated. And mm-hmm. so that, like literally within minutes, they were like, so what are you doing? What are you taking? Figured out what the problem was mm-hmm. in five minutes. So like, mm-hmm. it's the second, it's the medicine you're taking. Mm-hmm. Like the Ozempic, that's, that's the key. And I was like, oh, man. Diagnosed me within minutes. But I remember because that hospital stay was tougher than the first one mm-hmm. because then it was like, you know, all these nurses were giving me the, the hard time. You're too young for this, bro. Right. You're too young oh. for the diabetes. You should be young. You're too this. You're too that. And it runs in the family. So, like, they were brow beating me. Oh, wow. And I remember I was just like, I, I can't do this. I couldn't. I was like, because I was already feeling depressed right. because, you know, second time in like, Three weeks, like I'm tired of hospitals and like I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm making changes and I'm still here and I'm still sick. And like now I'm being treated like I'm the problem. Like, oh, and I remember I called you that day, one day, uh, Tuesday. Let's see. That was a Sunday, Um, Monday, Tuesday. I think Tuesday or Wednesday, you're like, I don't have much time, but yeah, let's chat. And, and we just talked for, I don't even remember how long, I think it was like 30 minutes. Um, but it was such a good talk. And like, yeah. sometimes you don't even realize what community can do to help mm-hmm. you out until, cause I've always been like, I'm a lone ranger. Like I, can, I got it. I can do this. Right. I can figure out my problems. That's right. But it was like, it really took both of these situations to like, okay, I can't, you I can't, can't do it, do it on my own. No. I can't control anything. Um, yeah. That's hard. Yeah. And I think that was the hard part for me was controlling the narrative behind all of this because I didn't want to come back and have people at Holton treating me like kid gloves. An invalid. Yeah. Yeah, it, like or, yeah, looking yeah, at you yeah, differently. Yeah, like, yeah. is she good? Is she not good? Like, yeah, what's gonna happen? Exactly. And so that's the irony of it. Because even I came back in June, right during faculty right. week, right before, and then in August, people that saw me in June, but in August, were like, "Hey, are you okay? You good?" Like, <laughs> sir, like I've worked the whole three months. Like, yeah, what are we doing here? Like, like I'm 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 good. I'm I'm really, really good. Yeah. Um and so like community is great, but also listening to yourself, like recognizing like and I'm this this listen, this this is the disclaimer I'm going to say. I am not a medical professional. <laughs> I am not telling you to not take your medicines, okay? Like I'm not saying that. I am saying that if you know that you know that something may be either misdiagnosed or you're being asked to do something, yeah. like you need to advocate for yourself. Right, exactly. Because I remember the Ozempic. Um, listen, I'm also saying that I felt great after taking those Ozempic shots because I was oh. losing weight at like a rapid rate. <laughs> And I, I said I was I was getting ready for a hot girl summer. Not that I was, <laughs> but I, to be honest, I don't really know what a hot girl summer is. I was just getting okay, beach mean, body ready. There you go. Um, and I had like two pounds to go. I was like, yes. And I, yeah. I jokingly at a follow up told the lady that uh, I was going to take that last dose that I had in my fridge. She said, don't you do that. <laughs> I was like, but I was like, it's this last two pounds and I got two doses left. I could do it. I, I could, could do I it. Could kill, I could do it. 
was like, now that I know what the issue is, I'll just Pedialyte it for the next three days and I'll be all right. <laughs> but like, you've got to be able to advocate, you know, yeah. like, because when my doctor prescribed it, although my numbers two weeks prior warranted it, right? by the time I was getting the medicine and taking it, like I had made the necessary changes that right. it wasn't necessary. Exactly. And so, you know, by then, you know, even when I got out of the ER, the hospital, the first time with the stroke, they were still pushing, take your meds, all your meds, yeah, da, 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 da. Yeah. And I didn't need it, especially at the doses that they were at. And I think what what I think <laughs> you just brought to my conversation that that we we were having here the, your team uh, of you know your trio here mm-hmm. and who you know me and Janice and and Mike um, I talk, we were saying oh my gosh is she taking her meds if she's not taking her meds because we I think we got some sense that I don't know if she that you told us that you weren't taking the meds or something I don't mm-hmm. know I don't, I'm like wait a minute. If I have to go down there, you know, so, but, but your, your point is well taken though, is that you know your body and part of advocating for yourself. And, and then, and you talk about relationship, the relationship that you have with your physician, you know, I, I have a wonderful doctor and I can imagine telling my doctor, you know what, that asthma medicine you gave me, it gets, gets my heart just racing it. I don't, I think, is there something else? I can't imagine his saying, you know, Yolanda, what are you talking about? You need to take that. Take it anyway. I told you to take it. You know, it's having that relationship with the doctor in, a, in such a way that you, he trusts you to know your body mm-hmm. and to know what works and what work, doesn't work for you. Now, yeah. I think, I think as you, as you mentioned, maybe doc, maybe, you know, oh, you know, she's, she's had a stroke. Maybe she's not thinking, you know, you know, you know I'm just saying, you know, who knows what they were thinking, but yeah. I do think it's, it's, the, it, 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 in many levels, this is, it's, it's, it's informative that, you know, mm-hmm. you really do need to advocate for yourself. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think of that scenario with Serena Williams when she had, oh, uh, yeah. you know, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, that's, you know, that's besides the point, but I'm just saying that that's, that's another piece of this is that you knew, um, you knew your body, which is probably the reason why I was really at the beginning, like, well, she knows her body, but I don't believe it. She knows what's going on right now. No, I, I don't didn't. think she I has sure. any idea. All no. I know is what I see, what I'm hearing, and I don't think she's got this. She's three sheets to the wind. Oh yeah, you yeah. So so at at some point, yeah, yeah, you you weren't, but but yeah. I and know. I think that's and I think post stroke, that's why I was so frustrated because. Yeah. Um, you know, I was getting treated with kid gloves by yeah. my friend circle and <laughs> listen, I got out of the hospital and they were like, they took my car keys and they was really mad and upset when I, I was ready to fight them for it. I was like, you're not going to lock me down. And like, they're like, you need to rest. You just had a stroke. I was like, actually I had a stroke a week ago. Like if we're honest and I'm good now. Uh, I was like, I didn't even need rehab. Well, matter of fact, right. Well, and I think their issue was the fall that I had in the hospital, but even that wasn't stroke related. Right, right. Like I had the angiogram, they didn't give me pain pills and I leaned on my incision mark. Like, and so 
Yeah. So that that was the problem. Okay. And, you know, I only had the walker because my knee was swollen right. and it still hurt. Right. But the MR, the x-ray didn't show anything. And so um, I, I was being treated like I was... Like you didn't... You tried to avoid being treated that mm-hmm. way. Which is why I took off, went to Florida. There you go. Which um, I think was it just, just, it was so perfect. And when we got these pictures of you doing this, 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 this uh, you were doing some painting, art. Yeah. Painting in Florida. I thought, wow, I think she's onto something. Because you look good. You look happy. You were, mm-hmm. way, you were out of people looking over your shoulder. And we, of course, we had made all these meals. <laughs> And I was getting frustrated about the meals because I say, I don't think she's eating that food. I think she's like, she doesn't like celery. She doesn't like that stuff. And that was the thing, especially like with the meals. And I'll I'll forever love Mike for this. Like he, he gave me a meal for a week. And then like, cause he gave me frozen meals and he cooked meals. Mm -hmm. But the prop, and it was good. So like the first, three days of the week like yeah. I could eat eat yeah and then like Wednesday on when I would take the medicine like I would oh, be sick and so funny. I was eating like a rabbit yeah. so th- so then it was like storing food in the fridge and mm-hmm. the freezer and everything else and so that was why I wanted to make sure I told I think I told <laughs> June but I might email text you guys in the group chat I'm like Hey, like I'm good with meals. Like we, we don't need to. Yeah, we stop. Like stop the meals. Stop the meals. <laughs> Not happening. But 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 I think. But but you're right though. You weren't. Yeah, it, it, mm-hmm. it was just. It was the right thing to do. Yeah. We were all set up. You know, yeah. ready to go. Ready to march in and and help. You know, because that's what we do. Yeah. You know, but still, and I, that was I, I appreciate your amazing. Yeah. To me. Yeah. Because it's like when you're so used to having to make it on your own and make things happen. Yeah. And you let people in and they come through like, whoa. And growing up like I grew up, like I did, you know, I'm used to being independent, independent, a self-driven, make it happen on your own, like whatever you have to do to make it work, you just do. And so that two month period Mm -hmm. where I just had to trust others and rely on community and let people help me, it, it was tough, but it was, listen, it, it has changed my outlook. Cause I'm like, Oh, Things are still mm-hmm. happening. It might not be how I would have done it, but things are still getting done. Things are still right. being fulfilled. Things are, you know, and so it's like, it's no longer on me to make things happen, right. to make, uh, uh, to be the one to always step up, right. um, to be the one to fill the gap, like. Who knows? Like me doing that could have been taking the place of somebody else exactly. needing Stepping, to step up. Like right. I might be relieving them. Right. Like, oh, that, I don't have to do this because Amy does true. it. It's true. And so I listen. I think nowadays I I pray real hard before I accept 
mm-hmm. a, a duty, a job, a notice. Uh, I just let it roll off my back. I yeah. don't. I mean, cause that's an illusion, right? Like when we think we're in control, but we're not. Like we can't control anything. No, no. there's so much out of our control. Oh, uh, but we have to trust. Yeah, and that 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 that's okay. That yeah. people will step up, step out, step over, whatever it needs to yeah. happen will happen. That that you know we we just have to let go, and that's hard to do, oh, especially. Absolutely. As you said, for for you know, for some of us, for yeah. for, for for you who's very I know independent, and that's why I felt you know again I felt like I was in true being intrusive, but um, uh, I need I needed to be intrusive uh, when it mattered, and um, I wish I had been more intrusive, <laughs> and and maybe and who knows if I had really had my um, I don't know I don't know. I tend to be a little pushy anyway, but I probably would have, fi- if I'd found your keys, I probably would have taken the keys, but no, I didn't do that, but what I should have done again. I can, I can, I, I live, I relived that moment in my office when, what were, now, where were you thinking, letting that young woman, your buddy, your friend, your colleague drive herself home? You are an idiot, I said to myself. Mm-hmm. I went home and I said to my husband, this is what happens. Like, oh my gosh, what if <laughs> the what ifs, the what ifs began began to get yeah. you know, up to me, and like so, there were there were there were some sleepless moments, and and I honestly I didn't really feel, I really didn't I really couldn't let it go until I knew that you were getting the medical care that you needed, mm-hmm. um, and then I felt like okay, she then I then I then I can sleep I can sleep better. Yeah, and I can let go of some of the guilt, but if anything other than what happened, if anything, if, if the things went, went bad, I just don't know. Honestly, I don't know what I would have done. If, I mean, yeah. then when you were bad, but you know, if yeah. anything had happened. No, well, no, but, and, and maybe this will ease your guilt. Um, well, it's not about me. I, well, just, no, 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 I, just, I just wanted, yeah. I think had you not even mentioned it or suggested it, I probably wouldn't have thought about it. I probably wouldn't have gone to the hospital. Yeah. Like, so it's because of you that I went. Yeah. It took me a couple of times. Yeah, I kind of hard-headed. <laughs> math wasn't mathing still, you know? <laughs> uh, it took a couple of days yeah. for two to two to yeah. equal four, but, you know, yeah, my brain yeah. wasn't there. So uh, it was a little shy. Yeah. It was like 3.5. But, you know, yeah. it's it, because of you that I, I, I finally went in. Well, I just knew that it didn't necessarily have to present the way. You know, my grandmother had a stroke and mm-hmm. um, it, was, it was a droopy face and that. And, I, and as I, as, as you probably know, we had, a, we had a, a young student years ago who had a stroke in the pool and, and, was, oh. and was, uh, she was a swimmer. And um, I don't know whether she was swim. I think she was actually in swim practice or meet or what something. And she actually had a stroke and, and it really impacted. Um, um, she went through a lot of therapy and, and it's amazing how, how young people heal, wow, you know, yeah. she healed quickly, but she still had a bit of a, a limp on, on one side. I think it was her left side, but it doesn't always present the way people, um, um, you know, think. And so I just knew that. I, I knew it wasn't the diet. I knew it wasn't your diabetes. I, you know, did that have, is that, did that 
help probably i don't know i mean again i'm not a doctor all i know is what i see and um what i saw that day and i yeah. thought this ever. and i yeah i just thought yes that's not right and why isn't everyone else saying something <laughs> why do i have to be the one to call oh but i'm glad i was the one and i'm glad that that um god god led you that led, led me right to that dining room like you know you've seen those commercials where you go and you kind of hone yeah. in on it, like, oh, what's going on there? Which is the so. irony, because I, I remember walking to the dining room, but I don't even remember passing you in the hallway. Oh, no, you passed me. I didn't miss you. I saw, I, saw, I actually saw you coming. I thought, oh, that's a little funny. But then you had to pass me. I thought, oh, that's that's that's, that's not good. But that, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> but here you are. Here I am. Here we both are. So I like to end every episode the same way. And I think it's all the more fitting because you work with teenagers. Um, And I'm a teenager at heart. (laughs) Which I'm starting to believe because I I sent you a a birthday thing. And um, I think it was with Beyonce in it. And you were like, I love Beyonce. I was like, whoa. Did not I, yeah, realize that's you were true, yeah. in the beehive. Okay, there you go. Because um, I'm not, but that's a whole other story. Okay, that's okay. That, my my I, children are Beyonce listen, fans. I am not saying I don't like Beyonce. Please hear me when I say that. As you know, like, that beehive group. The beehive you, you is, to, will get me all the way together. <laughs> I like Beyonce's music. I like Destiny's Child. I just, I'm not... The die hard enough to be in the beehive, like you die hard beehivers. Like, you listen, I'm not knocking y'all, that's your thing, and go with it, please go with it. That's just not me, okay? Okay, I just, I just have to, I have put that disclaimer out because I don't want people knocking the podcast. We'll come after you, yes. I I don't want to be like, I need the podcast to survive, okay. I already don't make money off of this. Like, I, I, please don't ruin my hobby. Okay. Um, what advice would you give to seventeen-year-old you? Seventeen-year-old me. I, yeah, this is a question I, I I was thinking about, but I haven't had really. I don't have a really good answer. Um, my seventeen-year-old me um, would. Would say, oh, is believing yourself. Hmm. Um, um, I I've always had a, a wonderful support system in my in my family, um, but I haven't always believed that I could do some of the things that. I thought I could. I don't know if that makes sense. I, I think, I think, I think I, um, I think my seventeen-year-old self was the typical seventeen-year-old. I, um, in some ways, um, I pushed the limits sometimes. I, I probably, you know, didn't make the right choices, but that's part of growing up. But I think, I think part of it was I just didn't believe in myself. And I grew up, I grew up at a time when. When there was uh, segregation in 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 the early seventies in Winston Salem, 
and um, I went through integration. And mm-hmm. so once, when that happened for me, although I think it was, you know, I'm not even get my opinion about it one way or the other, <laughs> other than the fact that when schools were integrated, I had this wonderful support system in, in my community at, at my all black schools. And then integration kind of gave me some self-doubt. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, even my the black community, my friends, my relatives were saying, you know, you when they bust you to those white schools, you gonna you may be the top of your class here, but you're not won't be when you get mm-hmm. there because you know. Um, but 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 there again, um, uh, in my little seventeen year old head, um, there were people in place, um, people who at those predominantly white schools who said, come here. Let me talk to you. What are you doing acting out? What are you doing? You mm. get this together. You know, like I had yeah. to, my, my favorite teacher was a little short white lady. Her name is Diamond, who was the best teacher ever. And she, I said, Miss Diamond, honey, I got to drop this geometry class because I'm getting a D in it. And I, you know, I don't get Ds. And my grandmother would have a fit if, if she knew that I was, you know, if I brought this grade home, that I just says, Come here, come, 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 come. You're not dropping it. You just need to believe that you can do this work, mm-hmm. and and you need to to know that you can. And uh, it took me a while to do that. And so I think that would put a, that's what I would tell myself is that just believe in yourself. Believe that you can do it, and you can. And um, that you know, having having that having that woman, that little woman in my life, that you know, people are in your life for a reason. So she mm-hmm. came, she, you know, it wasn't. I, I I had some nurturing prior to that, but I needed someone in my life um, to say, "You can do this. You just need to you know, get get a grip. <laughs> Come to yourself. Get get, get yourself together." You know? <laughs> That's really what she did. <laughs> so there you go. Oh man! Yeah, just to, uh, that's get what I tell together. myself. Yeah, get it together. Yeah, get it together. Get it get it together because you can. Get it together. Get it together. Get it together. Get it together. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for giving my Beyonce moment. Yeah. Uh, although I'm not Beyonce in my head, I'm Beyonce. And so thank just you for giving, giving Beyonce a shout out. Look, I can't, I, you, that should just demonstrate enough to you that I, I don't know Beyonce. Like, I'm, you don't want to see that. Um. It's been a lovely, lovely. Thank you for time. having me. Thank yes. you for having me. This has this meant a lot to me, and I wasn't sure, yeah. <laughs> but oh, you may, yeah. I, I, I really appreciate the time to kind of. We haven't had really a chance to talk about the, the, that moment. Yeah, uh, we just, you know, just hit the ground running and yeah. uh, with school starting back. But this has been good for both of us, and I yeah. hope it's been good for you. Yes. Listen, we're. We- we're gonna we're gonna schedule dinner outside of you know. We can't let the people know what we're gonna there go. We go. All right. I mean, I don't need to be have to find me. Um so okay. thank you for joining us. Thank you for tuning in. Um again, we are on SoundCloud, Spotify, all the things. Um well not I guess all not all the things. Apple Podcasts, uh Spotify, and SoundCloud under Hashtag rewriting happily ever after. And you can find us on IG at or Instagram for you, non never mind. Uh Instagram for those of you with under rewriting underscore happily ever after 2018. Uh thanks for tuning in. Remember, you can write the story of your life. Have 
a great one. We'll see you next time. Bye. <laughs>